Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the newest edition of the Scoing Long Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Neal. I am back from a vacation and ready to get into it all with you. Um, a lot took place over the last month or so that I've been away with some big-time happenings in the recruiting world, so I'm excited to talk about all of that. Um, looking at the calendar, we are now just a few weeks away from the 2023 season getting underway in Eugene. Uh, practices for Oregon are set to start uh, near the start of August, um, so I'm going to be with you um, on a more regular schedule going forward. I know I took the last month off to kind of recharge a little bit, um, but you know, once we get to get up to fall camp, we'll probably be coming once a week, and then once the season starts, it'll be probably once or twice a week. Um, you know, starting early September. So it's been a long off season, but football is right around the corner and I am very excited to talk about with you guys. So thank you for tuning in. Let's get into it. Hey, just want to let you guys know real quick, um, I am actually recording this part of the podcast a few days after I recorded the rest of the podcast, uh, full transparency. I had an interview lined up that I was building the podcast around that interview ended up falling through. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping to still get it at some point. I really, I like the guests. I think it'd be a pretty cool guest to have on and, and talk to and chop it up with, but I'm um, still working on getting that uh, scheduled. There was a, an issue with the scheduling, so for the time being, that one shelved a little bit, but um, I talked a lot about recruiting in this episode, and all of that stuff still is of note and pertinent and stuff that's good to talk about. Um, but a few times over the next, you know, 10, 20 minutes, I may say that, you know, this commitment or this this news happened a couple of days ago, when in reality, once this episode released, uh, it will be more than a week or so ago. So just let you know if you're, uh, you know, the timeline in your head when you're listening to this does not really match up. Um, with the reality then that's why that's what happened Um, before we get to that part of the recording i also want to note that there's some new information about five-star linebacker justin williams i don't think that i mentioned him at all in the uh the previous recording um if i did then disregard it but we learned today which is uh wednesday july 19th we learned that he's going to be announcing his commitment um i believe next monday i think that is the 26 24th 26th um I, I forget which date it is let me actually look that up real quick it's the 24th so so monday the 24th he will be announcing his commitment uh he said that he is down to uh oregon and georgia so i know that he's got a final four of alabama texas oregon and georgia um he said it's final two so um, the Ducks have long been the favorites to land him uh, for several months now. They've kind of had the, the crystal ball lead on 247 Sports and the lead in the on three recruiting prediction machine. Uh, that's changed over the past you know few weeks, couple of months. Uh, Georgia has made a really, really strong push. They got him for an official visit, I believe, last month. He loves that program. He loves Oregon still. He's, you know, I... From everything he says, this is a really tough decision for him. He he really wants to be at both schools and really respects both programs. So um, I'm not sure which way he's going to go. A lot of the predictions say that it's going to be Georgia. 
Um, you know, it's it's all depending on who you believe and, and what sources you trust. But um, as an Oregon fan, obviously you're holding out hope that he picks the Ducks because this is the number one rated linebacker in the 2024 class, the number 11 overall player in that class. He would, you know, absolutely be one of the crown jewels of Dan Lanning's time in Eugene if he does indeed pick the Ducks. Um, but we'll see, you know, we'll, uh, we'll be waiting with, with bated breath on, on Monday, the 24th and, and hope that he chooses an Oregon hat instead of a Georgia hat. So um, with that uh, quick note being said, let's get to the uh, previous recording. This again was recorded at the end of last week. So some of the information might be a little bit outdated, but I still think it's good to talk about it. Thank you. All right, like I said, it has been about a month since I've been on to talk with you guys. Um, I was on vacation for part of that, and to be honest, I kind of want to just take a little bit of time, uh, you know, in the off season to recharge some batteries because, you know, coming up here in a few weeks, we've got fall camp starting, and once that starts, you know, it's it's pretty much full go, uh, nonstop until January. So, um, you know, I there's not a ton going on in the off season this past month, month of June, other than recruiting, but. Um, you know, it was a good time to, you know, lay out for a couple of weeks and uh, spend time with family, spend time with the uh, the, the wife and kid and, and really kind of enjoy these Eugene summers. But um, that is now behind us. We've got football on the horizon. So let's get caught up on what's taken place, uh, you know, since since I talked to you last. Obviously, the main storyline in college football over the last month has been recruiting. Uh, we've seen a ton of official and unofficial visits from top-rated players around the nation, and a lot of commitments have taken place as well. For Oregon, it's been a, a pretty successful time that's experienced you know a lot of a lot of really good uh, visits and commitments, and you know actually one major bump in the road, uh, which we will get to in a little bit. But first, let's talk about the the positive notes. The Ducks currently have the number eight ranked recruiting class in the 2024 cycle, which is, I think that's about where they were the last time we talked. They've added commitments from Jaquan McCroy, Dylan Williams, Kamar Mathudi, uh, Kingston Lopa, Devin Brooks, and Dewan Riggs since we last talked. Um, I'm not going to go through all of those guys individually, but there are a few that definitely deserve mentioning and uh, that we'll take a closer look at. Let's start at the linebacker position. These are the two most recent commitments that Oregon picked up, both Dylan Williams and Kamar Mathudi. Um, this this was a big deal for Oregon, in my opinion, because you know, coming in linebacker and defense as a whole, but specifically the linebacker position was supposed to be the bread and butter for Dan Lanning. You know, coming over from Georgia, he played linebacker in college at Williams and Mary. He, uh, he coached linebackers, you know, throughout his career and most recently at Georgia before becoming the defensive coordinator there. But, you know, in his first his first full recruiting cycle in 2023, uh, you know, part of a cycle in 2022, he didn't really focus on it too much. I don't know if that was, you know, a concerted effort or anything, but, you know, there weren't a ton of, you know, high class, high caliber linebacker commits that Oregon was able to get. That is until this 2024 cycle. Uh, we'll talk about one linebacker prospect that the Ducks are still trying to get after, but picking up commitments from Dylan Williams and Kamar Mathudi, both high-end four-star players, um, both highly, highly ranked players, really talented players. Uh, that's a big deal. It's a, a really good get for this defense in it. Um, you know, it, it comes at a good point for the team because you look at the current roster and they're I don't want to say they're thin at the linebacker position, but you know, they could, they could use a little bit more depth. 
Obviously, these two won't be coming into Eugene until next season, so it, this doesn't really matter too much for the 2023 season, which I think they're okay with right now. But um, this is this is really good to kind of you know build out that room a little bit going forward and get a, a couple of really talented players to do so. So over the last week, like I said, both Williams and Mathudi added, who are ranked respectively as you know the number 17 and number 18 linebackers in the 2024 class. Uh, they also rank coincidentally as the number two and the number three highest rated linebackers to commit to Oregon since landing took over. Um, you know, the top rated one was Devin Jackson in the 2022 class. So he technically was a, a Cristobal commit that signed under landing. I don't know if you want to attribute him to landing or not, but technically he did sign under landing and he's the, the top rated linebacker that they've gotten since he's come here. So so getting, you know, Williams and Mathuti and getting these top rated linebackers, that's that's a big deal. And I think something that Lanning can start to really build on going forward and start to, you know, get these these highly talented players into his system. Looking forward, there's still a couple of guys on the radar for Oregon at this position. Um, one I'm going to talk about is the, you know, the prize possession of the class. That's five star linebacker Justin Williams, who is rated as the number one linebacker in 2024. He's been thought of as, you know, likely to pick Oregon for a few months now, going back to October is when the uh, the first prediction on 247 Sports landed for, um, the, you know, the Ducks to get his commitment. But as you would expect, things have gotten a little bit tight since then. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs have really picked up some momentum. And Williams himself said earlier, I believe it was earlier this week, that right now it's a, it's a 50-50 race between the Ducks and the Bulldogs. So, um, he took official visits to both schools, both Oregon and Georgia, in June, and he's expected to make his decision before the end of the month. So, um, you know, there are a few other linebackers that Oregon is after. Um, it was a really big get, like I've said several times now, to get both Dylan Williams and Kamar Mathudian. But if Oregon can land Justin Williams, who's the number one linebacker in the class, um, that would be absolutely huge i mean you cannot overstate how incredibly huge that would be for dan lenning not only to get the number one linebacker but to get them over georgia to get him over his his alma or not his alma mater but his his previous stop and his mentor and kirby smart i think that that would just be such a huge win um and just just really the i think probably the the prized recruit in this class for lanning all right, let's move over to the offensive line. The biggest commitment in the month of June was uh, Jaquan McCroy, a guy who stands at six foot seven, three hundred and sixty-five pounds. He's rated as the number three offensive tackle in the nation, number fifty-eight player overall. This is a massive addition to Oregon's offensive line class, and you know the Ducks also added Devin Brooks, um, who's the number two rated player in the state of Oregon. But these two commitments, with with McCroy being the uh, the leader in the clubhouse for um, you know, overall impact, I think, and obviously ratings. That's a, a really good sign for what Alik Terry is doing in Eugene. I know there was some current some concerns that um, once Adrian Clem left and went to the New England Patriots that, you know, Oregon's offensive line recruiting might take a little bit of a dip because he was a really good recruiter. And that's, that's kind of what he came to Eugene to do was to recruit. And obviously it worked out by landing Josh Connerly, the number one OT in, um, in the 2023 class. But you know, getting these these couple of commitments are really big. There are still a couple of really, really big fish on the board. Obviously, five-star offensive tackle Brandon Baker is uh, the first one that comes to mind. He's 
one of the best players, you know, in the nation. I believe he's the number one ranked offensive tackle as well. And he's been, you know, considered an Oregon lean for several months now, but his recruitment's uh, coming, coming to a head and there's still a few other teams that are in the running for him. Um, one other note is that I think the last time we talked, there was still a little bit of concern surrounding four-star offensive tackle Fox Crater, who has been committed to Oregon since I believe last November. He's been a part of the Duck family for quite a while now, but there was concerns that he might be a potential flip. Um, he, you know, considering the number of visits that he was taking to other schools earlier this spring and kind of, you know, seeing what else was still out there. But um, I think since then, over the last month or two, uh, things have cooled down a little bit and that those concerns have, um, you know, I don't want to say completely gone away because it's recruiting. Anything can happen. But um, I think that Oregon, you know, the staff and fans should feel like they, they've got a pretty good hold on him. He seems like he's, he's pretty happy with where he's at as a duck. One last positive note before we get to the real talk about a major negative on the recruiting landscape, but um, this could shape up to be a pretty interesting running back class for the Ducks. They got a commitment from Dewan Riggs, uh, who is only a three-star athlete, but he's projected to be a very versatile weapon. And, you know, my, my rule with recruiting ratings sometimes is, you know, stars do matter. Yes, you look at rosters and, and the best ones, the championship rosters, they've got a lot of five stars and four stars. But if you really trust your coaching staff and you really trust the talent evaluators, um, you know, if they sprinkle in a three-star athlete every now and again, and it's someone that they've really shown that they like and that they want really badly, you just got to trust them. I mean, you got to you gotta throw out the ranking in that case. And Dewan Riggs is someone like that, that, you know, he's not a top-rated running back. He's not, you know, he was not highly coveted by the major, major schools out there. I mean, I don't know that Georgia or Alabama or Ohio State were after him, but the Ducks really wanted him and they, they ended up getting him. So um, I think it's, it's really impressive that they were able to zero in. I don't know how hard it was for him to get because obviously he didn't have those major offers, but they obviously really coveted him and he came into the fold last month. The Ducks are also in the running for five-star running back, Nate Frazier and four-star running back, Xavier Brown. Uh, Frazier, who's the number one rated running back in the nation per on three, he, it's it's going to be a battle between Alabama, Georgia, and Oregon. Um, obviously, he would be another huge get for Oregon. He's another Mater D player. Um, you know, for whatever that means, there's a trio of players from Mater D down in California this year, uh, all five-star players, actually, that the Ducks are really trying to get. Brandon Baker, I mentioned already, five-star offensive tackle. Nate Frazier, and then you've got five-star defensive lineman Aiden Breland, who um, you know the Ducks are are definitely in on. I don't know that they lead. I don't know that they're a surefire to get his commitment, but they're they're definitely in on them. So um, I don't think that there's been commitment dates set for any of those players, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. All right, the unfortunate news uh, last week: five-star edge rusher Elijah Rushing committed to Arizona, which is uh, you know there's no easy way. There's no easy way to say it. That's an incredibly massive blow to the Ducks. Um, you know, that's, to be fair, a, a tough look for Dan Lanning and the staff because losing a high-caliber player like that and losing him to a school like Arizona is just, you know, that's not something that should be happening. The Ducks should be able to hold on to him. Uh, since Lanning came to Eugene, rushing was arguably the number one prospect that they were after. 
he's been kind of the priority since Stan got into Eugene and kind of their main target that they've been after. And he's been to Oregon a number of times. He's been thought of as, you know, almost a lock to be a duck for quite a while now. Um, it's not really clear what ended up happening in his recruitment to make him choose Arizona instead. There's some rumors about uh, a massive NIL deal that the Wildcats gave him, but I find it personally pretty hard to believe that the Ducks are going to be, you know, outbid by Arizona when it comes to a highly coveted player, especially when you're talking about, you know, the, the number one edge rusher in the 2024 class and the number eight overall player in the nation. You know, I think if the Ducks really, really wanted him, then there's not really an, an NIL number that Arizona is going to top them for. I obviously, I don't know the inside workings of it. I would love to hear it. That's just kind of my opinion. I'd be shocked if, if that was the reason why rushing chose Arizona over Oregon. Um, it should be stated that rushing is from Arizona. He, he grew up in the area. So I know that he's very, he's staying close to home by picking the Wildcats. His older brother Cruz rushing is on scholarship on the team. Um, you know, Cruz actually was a walk on at Oregon last year. Uh, briefly, I don't know that he was actually ever on campus. He like he just committed to Oregon for a little bit, which seemed like a great sign for for Elijah, who's someone I talked to last year and a, seems like a really great kid, good head on his shoulders. But um, you know, obviously in recruiting, nothing is finalized until Penn hits paper on signing days in December. So I'm sure that Dan Lanning and the staff they would still love to try and flip him. Uh, try and get him back to Oregon, try and keep that relationship open, keep talking. But at the moment, this one is, it's tough to swallow. I think that that's very fair to say. This was going to be the, uh, one of the cornerstones of your recruiting class. If you could get him. I mean, a, a top 10 player nationally and the number one player at his position. Uh, and, and someone that's felt like he was going to be an Oregon player for a long time. Having him, you know, flip is not the right word. He didn't, he didn't commit anywhere. So he didn't flip anywhere. Uh, but having him go from Oregon to Arizona very late in the process, I think that the the first rumors started coming out about that like a day or two before his commitment. So um, I would just be I would just be very curious to hear what happened and what changed. Um, but you know, it's it's the game of recruiting. If you're following recruiting, you know that this stuff happens. And if you have any interest in following recruiting, get ready. Because there are some swings like this, and and this stuff, you know, it does happen. Oregon fans know very well from the uh, the 2023 early signing day last uh, last December with all the the Peyton Bowen stuff and and Dante Moore and uh, just just everything that happened on that day in December. So um, I don't think that the recruitment for Elijah Rushing is over. Like I said, um, Duck fans should still maybe hold out hope that Dan Lanning can try and flip him, but uh, you know. It would have been nice if he just he committed here the first time, um, but hey, it's it's recruiting. I'll say it again: stuff like this happens. That doesn't mean you can get down on everything. You got to just keep trying and and continue to play the game. Like I said, I will be dropping episodes on a more regular basis as we get closer to fall camp. I have a couple of really great interviews lined up uh, with some some really cool guests over the next few weeks. And then we'll be breaking down everything that we see at practice once uh, once August gets here and fall camp rolls around. Thank you guys for listening and following along. If you want to check out more of my work, you can find it all at duckswire.usatoday.com. Follow me at Zachary C. Neal on Twitter. We'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, take it easy.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.